This is the Stripped Down Podcast with Hollywood mom, celebrity stylist, and Bravo reality TV star, Allie Levine. Join in with her weekly as Allie dishes on all things motherhood, the real, the raw, and everything in between. Buckle up, it's about to get real. Here's Allie. Hi loves, welcome back to Strip Down. I'm so excited because I have an amazing guest in person with me. He just is such a light. I immediately resonated with everything when I was reading everything about him and following him on social. Paul Fishman, he is a self-love coach, a do-you activist, and literally just like amazing. Thanks. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much it's for being so here. It's so peaceful here. It is, right? It's so not in the LA bubble. Everyone knows that I live outside of LA and it's like when people come here, they're like, wow, it's so quiet and peaceful. And I'm like, yeah, it is. And it's space. You yeah. know, it's like, well, thank you for coming to my home. Absolutely. I told you I've been like legit stalking you for a hot minute on social being like, you have to come on, you have to come on. But I told you like before we started recording, I truly like felt everything when I like read everything you were writing and following you on social like everything you put out there just resonated with me so much and obviously you being a self-love coach that makes a lot of sense but for my audience I'm sure so many do know you but for those that don't can you give us a little like background on you and kind of where Paul Fishman began before you got into this game? yeah so um I've been self-love coaching for full time for almost a year mm-hmm. it seems like I've done been doing it for such a long time because it's my passion and piss but um it's a I just really started on this journey and prior to that I was a personal trainer Christian coach coach, indoor fitness, uh, uh, indoor cycling instructor, and and have this real passion for empowering people to be their truest self, honoring themselves as like the, the true individual they are. Yeah. And for me, that's what self-love is. It's the devotion to your individuality. Oh, I love and, that. And we were kind of talking offline a little bit about how you discovered who you were as an individual outside of all, all the material possessions and everything. Yeah. And that's really the, the baseline of my programming and what I take my clients through is I help them ask the question, like, if I didn't have family, if I didn't have friends, if I didn't have my career, if I didn't have my material possessions, what would I do with my life? And sometimes we have to hit rock bottom to even get to a point where we're okay connecting with that idea. Right. And uh, that's really where I was uh, almost 10 years ago. I hit rock bottom. I was in an emotionally abusive relationship. I was 75 pounds heavier than I am today. I was uh, in massive amounts of financial crisis and I'm working a job that did not fill me up. It did not serve me. It was kind of just sucking the life out of me. And so there I was at rock bottom and I realized that if I didn't say yes to myself, if I didn't stop the people pleasing, stop the self-sabotage, stop the negative self-talk or at least move towards something opposite of that, yeah. that I I would have just end up tired and alone and bliss and, and unhappy because that's the journey and the path that I was on. So I looked at myself in the mirror one day and I said, it's enough, Paul. No longer trying to live up to the expectations that you think others have of you mm-hmm. which is a, a big thing that we can talk about yeah. the whole idea of external expectations but uh and I just stepped out onto this journey on my own and tripped and stumbled and fumbled <laughs> through learning how to love myself and one day as I was personal training um around three years ago I realized that first step in self-love is doing any transformation for yourself whether you want a weight loss transformation a career transformation a relationship transformation a, a money co- transformation you gotta yeah. do it for yourself right not to improve your parents, not to attract a partner, not to do anything but for you. And that's what I was seeing pattern wise is that 
all of my clients were coming to me and they were looking for external validation. And if we do something for someone else, it's never going to fully line up with our truth. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's so beautifully said because I think you said people don't realize that they do look externally. I know I'm guilty of it. And it's like, you never want to look at yourself, right? Like looking at yourself and having to do the inner work is way harder. So it's easier to try to focus on everything else that's going on outside of you and find those things that you want to like maybe work towards and instead of looking at what should I be doing. So good for mm-hmm. you for being able to say enough, like I need to move forward mm-hmm. and change things. So then how did you start to like really move forward and choose to change and transform? Yeah, well, there were some drastic things that I had to do from the start. So yeah. uh, really my first step was coming out. I was in a relationship with women and oh, wow. and it was very emotionally abusive. You know, things were said to me like, if you don't realize that this is happiness, then you're never going to be happy. Oh my gosh. You know, at the, the young age of 22 to 24, I, I was I was very, I believed that. Yeah. Also because I had been toxically silencing my yeah. sexuality and who uh-huh. I truly was for such a long time, it, it made sense to me that this must be what happiness is because right. I... You it, know anything. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So the first step was coming out and that was just like a journey within itself. And then of course, stories I was telling myself about how people would think of me and what they would say to me yeah. when I came out was the complete opposite. Like uh-huh. it was really like, so mom and dad, I'm gay. And they were like, okay, great. What's for dinner? <laughs> and I'm just like, really? Really? I, right. I spent so much of my time yeah. trying to not right. be that way. Right. Wow. Yeah. So that was the first step. So if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, well, like I'm not gay or I don't need yeah. to come out. Like what's the first step for me? And really first step in any transformation is noticing that you are not happy with what you're currently doing. Okay. It's the noticing. It's the, the constant awareness that, okay, something isn't working. So if you come to me and you're just like, nothing's working in my life. Well, yeah. that's a good n- noticing. So right. that's something to celebrate in itself. And a lot of times you'll follow me on Instagram or you listen to my podcast. And like, they will. <laughs> they will. We, we talk, I talk a lot about that. It's like the first step is noticing, like celebrating that you notice that you need support or you want to step out into this journey of learning how to truly be you. Right. Because the world needs you as you are. The world needs oh, you as so well you. Said. Like not, not as, you know, you trying to show up like Jessica, your, your neighbor, yeah. and, you know, like you're in the, the mom world. So mm-hmm. like, I'm sure there's so many times where you compare yourself to other oh, moms and like constantly. you don't need to like your your intuitive understanding of being a mother is going to help you be the best mom for your daughter and for your children because Jessica your neighbor does not know (laughs) how to how to um uh, be a mom to your daughter. Totally. Right. No, oh, and it's so true. And like, I appreciate you said about comparison because I realized that like when I went through my postpartum depression and everything that I was dealing with, so much of it contributed from social media. And I was looking and comparing to every mom. My body doesn't look like that. Mm-hmm. I don't maybe parent like that. I don't do that. That doesn't work for me. And it was like this rabbit hole of compare, compare, compare. And I finally had to stop and say, whoa, I got to sign off and like go dark for a minute here because I can't handle the comparisons. Yeah. Like this is so much. So I think it's good that you say that because I don't think so many of us would admit sometimes I couldn't at first but I was comparing and I mm-hmm. was trying to be a Jessica or whoever it is <laughs> that you're looking at and it's like no you need to be you right right it, I like to call that impairedashian mm, okay. I like mm-hmm. it okay yeah. I love the verbiage <laughs> <laughs> it's so awesome yeah yeah but it's true though it's like when you stop comparing you allow yourself to be you and you allow yourself to find yourself and then actually do the work and that was like the same as me it was like I realized like I need to stop trying to be who 
these other people are because they're not me. They're not my family, my baby, all these things. This is my situation. Mm -hmm. I need to live in my situation and stop worrying about what everyone else is doing because if I focus on me, then this will be way better and I won't be constantly going, why isn't that happening? Or why do they look so happy? Who cares? Mm -hmm. You don't know also what's going on with them. It's like, and I think we forget that, especially with social media. And that's why, honestly, I was so uplifted by you when I found you, you know, and I stumbled upon you and I was like, oh my God, not only is he real and authentic, but he's like sharing you know, his journey and he's sharing how you get to that self-love and all these different tips and, you know, and, and things that you need to do and not like, not to be rude, but not like this, like, hey, here's the 10 steps and then you get better. Cause that wasn't working for me. Like I was trying all these different things and it was like, I was crashing. I'm like, well, that doesn't help me. And this doesn't help me. And that's confusing. And this is daunting. And it was like too much. And then truly when I was kind of doing a lot of meditation, I was working with a postpartum specialist. That was when I kind of stumbled upon you and I reached out and I was like, wow, what you're doing resonates with me. Cause it's like bite size. I can mm-hmm. like follow it and I can digest it. And I know that I can like do those little things to like change the way my mind works. Or like you said, recognizing those things within you that you're maybe not aware of that you're doing. And like that alone was a game changer. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really important to know what works best for you. And that's the thing about self-love in general. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not a finite journey either. There's not a, we don't, self-love isn't a marathon. Like you don't cross the finish line and then you're there forever. Like I created um, what I call the self-love success path and it's a five-step journey to self-love, but it's not a linear success path. It's actually heart-shaped. And the reason it's heart-shaped is because you go around and you get to self-love and then you have to start back over again because there, like I said, self-love isn't finite and there's never going to be this like oh, I love myself ultimately. Like I still wake up so many days looking in the mirror and I'm like, really, Paul, this is what you look like today? You know, like the negative self-talk is still a thing and and we run into problems and we want to fix it and we want to fix it quickly. Right. You know, we, live fix, in the, yeah. we live in the Amazon Prime era where we can hit yep. a button and have there something delivered is. in yeah. two to four hours even <laughs> sometimes. And, and self-love is nothing like that. I My programming, uh, I work with clients for like a 90-day, three-month programming. That's a, a good, timeline and like even then it's just the beginning you know but it's just like give you all the tools that you need to really dive into self-love for you on top of the support for me and the community and everything right no and I mean I think it's so important like you said that I love that I didn't even know it's heart shaped and I think that's genius because it's true it's like it isn't this like oh I I did this and then I'm done it's like I've even realized that like I started I feel like my transformation before I even became a mom and got pregnant and we talked about this a little bit offline when I was talking about strips and being on Bravo like when I first went through that show, yeah, to everyone else, it was a show on TV. For me, it was my life. Like mm-hmm. I started realizing like, wow, I'm so drawn to materials and I, you know, serve like all my clients, which like, that's great. I make all these celebrities feel good, but I'm not making myself feel good. I'm not putting into myself at all. I'm actually dismissing myself completely. And then almost like hiding from, I'm doing that by continuing just to do what I need to please everyone else. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I had to look at it myself and see that. And then when I got pregnant, it was like a big slap in the face to myself of like, you can't do all these things for work because you're pregnant you have to focus on your body and do all these things and it was like this slow journey of like learning like this whole new alley and like figuring out how I could be happy and then same with one through my postpartum depression it was like I thought after I gave birth I would be like okay now I'm like in this new space and I'll figure it out and then it was like oh 
nope, now you're in postpartum depression. Now you're going to navigate that. And it's like, I'm 16 and a half months out of having Amelia. And I feel like I'm still learning. Like you said, how to get to that next step and how to be like no negative talk and how to say to myself, I've come this far, but I still have so much more work to do and not find that quick fix. Cause there are days where I'm like, I'm going to be done working on myself. I just want to be like where I want to be. And it's mm -hmm. like exhausting sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really, really is. And I mean, you're doing great work. Thank you. Great work. Just, to, just being able to say the words out loud and right. just know that like, you're not perfect. Yes. Like permission, permission yeah. granted, you know, yeah. perfection doesn't even exist. Right. If we're, we're, if we're having a real talk moment, <laughs> perfection right. doesn't no, exist. No, it doesn't. And yeah. And can you give, I would love to hear like your perspective on perfection. I feel like everyone has different perspectives and you being someone of love. Like what, what does that word and like, what does that whole thing like mean to you when a client comes to you and says like, I'm trying to reach perfection or I'm trying to be, you know, of this or does that happen to you where you have to kind of tap into that? I, I mean, every single one of my clients, like I'd say that the three major things that people come to me to work through are people pleasing, uh, lack of self-confidence yeah. and perfectionism paralysis, mm. you know, so this idea that like it has to be perfect or I can't do it. Right. And really, you know, within that overlying bubble, there's this concept of fear of failure, but m mostly it's actually fear of success because we're so, uh, for some reason we're conditioned to have this idea that what we want yeah it's already being taken away from us like before we even get it right yeah you know like there there's a so i think that the the best thing that i can do is like paint picture yeah um, with a, a client that i recently was working with and she's actually a mom oh. and she came to me and she wanted to she needed support launching her business also balancing being mom and yeah. feeling guilty <laughs> right. about stepping like not giving all of her time to her children sure. and so the first step was noticing that she felt guilty about that. And then giving her permission to be like, that's okay. Yeah, to and feel mom guilt is so real. <laughs> right, right. And it, it's it's okay to have yeah. that mom guilt, but right. also knowing like so we worked through this understanding that here you are, you're, you want to do this for you, but you also have these beautiful children relying on you. So what happens if you sacrifice yourself? Well, let's like kind of like play devil's advocate yeah, here. Sure. Like, let's walk down the line of like, what happens if you didn't do your podcast? What happens if you just dropped all of your clients and just focused 100% on Amelia? Like what would happen over time? Well, that's kind of what did happen to me yeah. with my postpartum depression. I believe it was a combination of my birth being traumatic, but also the fact that I was so consumed as mom. And I felt like to myself, you know what? Like I'm just a mom now, like and nothing wrong with that, but like I'll just, you know, I, I I don't need to style clients and like I don't need to focus on my business I need to focus on her like that's my priority and like yes of course that's so important because that's your child but I lost who I was mm -hmm. and I lost my identity and then I realized I was like literally resentful and then like feeling like I was literally mourning the death of myself because I couldn't find myself anymore I was like Oh my God, looking in the mirror and going, whoa, so you're covered and spit up in this and that, but now the baby's asleep, everything, you know, husband's asleep, everything's quiet and you're still in this zone. And like, I couldn't even like get myself to do my own makeup because yeah. I was so in the space of, oh, that's the old alley. Like I'm not, I'm a mom now. And it's like dangerous because you lose your identity. And I had to come back and say to myself, no, I was Allie first before I was a wife, before I was a mom, like before I was any of these other titles, I was me. Like I was my own individual and I lost that completely in the beginning of motherhood, yeah. completely. Yeah, and then, and if you, like what would have happened if you would have continued down that road? Right. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it's really like you have to take care of you to be able to model to your children who it, right? right? Like 
everyone's just like, oh, I need to, to teach my child to do this, teach these. Really, as a parent, as a teacher, you need to be a leader. You need to lead by example, yeah, right? Like, so true. children are sponges. Yes, and, they are. <laughs> and really, it's just like, if you're over here, like, looking in the mirror, negative self-talking, that's what your kid is going to end up doing. So right. it's like, to think that you are being selfish by taking time to work on you is the only selfish part about it. You know, it's like, so it, the, the beauty of being an individual and moving into this idea that I have to honor me so that my children can then see me doing that. That's the most important thing you can do for your child. Yeah, I mean, and well said. And I'm still learning that and trying to practice that and be like that and 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 tell myself like if I'm working on something and she's playing on the ground by herself, like it's okay. She's learning individual play. Like she's doing something by herself. It's not a big deal. And then when I am present, I'm trying to focus on being present to her and actually giving myself completely and being on the ground with her and playing and getting in the dirt with her and like you know being a mom and being in the moment and allowing myself also to say business goes on hold right now. It's okay because I, now I need to focus on her and finding those like balances and it's hard it's, yeah and if it were easy everyone would yeah. be doing it so you true. know yeah. if it were easy I would be out of the job yeah right <laughs> so true so true no I mean but well said you know and I mean like even when you know you came here I was like getting things together you know and I was like you know Amelia went down for a later nap and it's like I'm having to also like give in and say to myself like it's okay like you said I'm being aware of like not everything is going to maybe be the way I want it to be that day and I have to be okay with that but I can't negative talk myself and say oh, Allie, why didn't you get that done? And why didn't that happen? And said, go, no, you know what? You made it happen and you did get the podcast done and she's napping now. And like, you know, maybe it'll be crazy later, but like you did the things you needed to do today. Maybe not everything, but celebrate those small wins. Yes. And I'm trying so hard to teach myself how to do that mm -hmm. because I have moments where I freak out because I'm like, well, I feel like I got nothing done. Even though I did get things done to me, Paul, it's like, I didn't check off half that list. But like, I feel like I failed in that day. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like I failed at being a mom because I wasn't present in mom life. And then I failed in my business. And then the whole thing is back to negative talk. Right. And uh, something that I'm learning is that we have to celebrate how far we've come, not where we didn't go. Right. You know, like if I were to hear like beating myself up because this has been like a, a tough past couple of months for me business wise, mm -hmm. if I were beating myself up about that, like. I would just beat myself up out of business, yeah, right? You right. have to, but the the prior time to that, I've been, I just saw the most success I've ever seen in my life. That's so, amazing. so it's like ebbs and flows and yes. it's not always like that word, perfect. It's not always going to be perfect. Right. It's not always going to be rainbows and butterflies, but really beneath the, the pain and the struggle, there's always a lesson. And really over our lifetime, I would say that the universe will more mostly try and teach us three to five major lessons we are continuing to having to learn over and over right, and over, over and over, over again. again yeah i totally feel that mm -hmm. for sure for me it's like smelling the roses and being present i constantly feel the universe going like ali pay attention and it really started for me like with my birth because you know long story short like i wanted a water birth i wanted a natural birth like i wanted all these things and after 30 hours of labor and being natural and the whole thing in tub like it didn't happen and i ended up in the hospital 12 more hours and going to a c-section for two hours later and it was like boom i felt like the universe like hit me with this two by four and was like and now you're going to be present. Now you're going to stop trying to do a million things. And like, we're going to force you into the mission of like just being in the moment. I kind of wonder now, even though I'm still upset about the way it went down, I kind of wonder if that truly was like given to me because I was like not paying attention to that lesson. Mm -hmm. It's more like for me, what it feels like is you, you were so stuck in how it had to be mm -hmm. that you weren't allowed that maybe like your willingness to maybe even wait a little bit longer or because we're being so stubborn it yeah. kind of like <laughs> kind of like 
shook everyone else to be like, well, we're going to have to just force her out of it. Right. right? right so, right. so it's, it's always a lesson. It's whether to be able to communicate better what you need or you know that you want, because I, I mean, I've never given birth. <laughs> I will not ever give birth, but I, I do have, I, I have an understanding of how the human body works. Right. And I have an understanding of like, you know, I, I believe in letting body do what it needs to do. And yeah. for whatever reason it was meant to happen that way, but right. it might, it might even be like a different learning lesson for you. Like really being able to speak what you need and being like, you know what? I'm okay waiting another 12 hours, you know? And like, as long as everyone's safe and everything, it's one thing. I don't know your story, but it's just, No, of course. Yeah, no. And everything was safe. And that's why for me, like, even when they were trying to kind of put me in that situation right when I was in the hospital, like, well, no, it's not happening. Like, maybe you should have to go to C-section. I was like, no, baby's safe and I'm safe and everything's monitoring fine. Then like, I want to keep going as long as I can possibly go. And when they came to me in the 42 hours, I still had the option of continuing to, I was so tired at that point. I just felt so like emotionally defeated because yeah. I've been there for so long that I was just like, okay. And then of course my husband turns to me and goes, don't you just want to meet her now? And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, you know, F you, like, I love you. But yeah. like, really? Like I was like bawling. I'm like, I would have liked to have met her 42 hours. You know, yeah. I was like, really? You know, like, and he's like, I'm just saying like, we could do whatever you want, but like, don't you want to meet her now? And that was that. I was like, okay, I'll go into the OR. I want yeah. to meet her now. You know, so it's yeah. like a very obviously emotional roller coaster. Mm-hmm. It's true. I do believe part of it was that I was so like, bent of like things have to happen this way this must go this way and that's true like for motherhood for me I have tried to control and I realize the more I try to control the more everything becomes chaos the more the universe truly fights me and it's like just oh my god I can't get anything done and when I kind of surrender and just let things play out they usually somewhat work out in my favor like even like today like you were supposed to come earlier and then you're like hey no worries like my ETA changed and I'm like okay great because she's still awake so now right. I don't have to rush around it's crazy like sometimes I notice when I allow things to give in it's a little less chaotic yeah. and I'm still learning that lesson yeah and, and also like being on the other end of that right like you texting me and be like hey actually can you come this time this time this time and like I could have been like well no yeah, I can't right. I'm busy but right. it's just like really under understanding that like I felt that this was your path like yes. your struggle you're yes. just like a really hard time communicating what you need mm-hmm. and I just like was just like listen you communicate what you need and right. I, oh. I have my my entire day for you and the commute and everything right. so it, I get upset when like the beautiful thing about being in relationship whether it's uh, an acquaintance right. or a, you know a marriage is that like you have the ability to choose what you want to do right mm-hmm. so here you are saying oh, I'm gonna have to text him again and be like yeah. hey actually can we push it mm-hmm. back and and I can choose two different things I can get really annoyed or I can just be like okay Paul you know take your time like yeah you don't have to rush as much or you go to air one now right. and, like, <laughs> right. you know and it's like there there's always there are always options and right. I think it's really important to know that like you have the choice of how you're going to react so true and I think I think that's such a good lesson because even for me too I was like I'm learning how to react with my daughter and then even again in my own situations and I appreciate you saying that because I'm trying to work on communicating more of what I need and it's funny I felt like I, I'm a good communicator but the more I pay attention to this and like hearing this too is like the universe going mm-hmm like <laughs> I the more I'm like I'm, I'm really not like I'm a good communicator when it comes right. to like maybe like my marriage and like the different things that like I, I know that I have to voice but then everything else for whatever reason I let it hit the wayside like instead of voicing like what I truly need and I just think in my mind oh it'll be fine like Allie like you'll just deal with it later or like you know oh just handle that and it's fine if you'll be upset about it later like don't worry about it but instead it's like you said I need to like communicate like what actually is going on and like allow someone else to decide like 
are they going to handle it one way or another way? Right. And I think maybe sometimes here, I like don't want to come off a certain way. I don't communicate that. Right. But I already knew because you had already communicated that like, hey, you know, mom life right. and like, I, I, I'm just doing my best here. Yeah. Like, and I think that this is like a bigger lesson for the people who are listening to hear is that like, as long as you set the other person up to understand what to expect, you won't run into any roadblocks. There right. won't be, and I mean, yes, there's always, uh, you know, something yeah. <laughs> that can go wrong. But yeah. like, for instance, you know, um, I worked with a client and she's a mom, uh, a different client, and she um, was having a hard time because she was losing herself and her family. Mm -hmm. And her, she had had a really hard time asking for support from Aww, her husband yeah and it turned into this like the entire time it was just this back and forth of me it felt like at times like fighting her to be like you need to just sit down with your husband and say this is what I need support on are yeah. you willing to support me because the magic words when you're communicating especially with men <laughs> but mostly with like stubborn people yeah. is are you willing to? The reason those words are really powerful is because it gives them the choice to say yes or no. So if I'm like, so this is a constant thing with my husband because I'm, I will say like, hey babe, like, are you willing to take Hatcher for his evening walk tonight? Yeah. Or puppy. Adorable puppy. <laughs> yeah. And he'll be like, he'll be like, mm, yes. But in the past, because my husband is a massive people pleaser and a yes man, and mm. because he like, because I feel like a lot of men like want to stand up and support and be like, yeah. I have the fixer and everything. Right. So like, if I said, hey, can you take him? He'd say yes, but like inside, maybe he didn't want to, but I wasn't giving him the opportunity to say no. And because he had this overarching feeling of I got to protect, I'm like, you know, I got to do this. Yeah that he would always say yes, and maybe that wasn't what he wanted to do. Oh. So sometimes we have to help our men like, lean into yeah. honoring themselves. So if you were just like, hey, you know, can you take Amelia on a drive around the block to help her go to sleep? Right. And your husband's just like, I'm exhausted. I was just in traffic for two hours. Like, right. Hey, you know, like I would love to, but I was just in traffic. Is, is it okay if like I commit to doing it tomorrow and we right. make that agreement? Like you might be pissed off, but sure, like yeah. at least he was able to communicate, right? right? Because instead of you just being like, Hey, can you do this? And he's like, fine, yes, I'll do it. Right. And then he resents you. But yeah. like, I mean, all we want to do be as humans is heard, you know? So true. So we all just want to be heard. And, and like, so that's why half of the time, like, uh, I had this app called Marco Polo that I use with my clients okay. and it's like a video voicemail app. So it's like you, it's like FaceTime, but I'm not on the other end. Like oh. I watch it later. Oh, okay. And what I love about this is like, it's basically like you just talk and talk and talk and talk and you're hearing yourself and you're speaking and you're looking at yourself in the mirror essentially. Uh -huh. And then, and then I watch it. And then I'll respond and then I'll get another message and it'll be like, hey, Paul, you know, I, I think I worked through all of it. I just really need to say all those things out loud. And that's really a lot of the work that I'm doing is get, giving you tools to ask your husband for the permission to do the things or ask yourself for the permission to say what you truly need. Yeah. Because as a mom, you know, you need time. Like yeah. this time, even though like it's spent with me, is probably right. very sacred to you because you're like, Absolutely. I get to do something I'm passionate about. Yeah. I get to share my story. And I also get to like detach from having to be a mom, even right. though like, of course, like in the back of your mind, you're probably going to know if he's, yeah. she's sleeping right, right. now, she's <laughs> totally. like, listening to us right. or when she's yes. going to wake up and right. all that stuff. Yeah. But like giving yourself the permission to do that. And that's really how, what self-love is. Right. It's knowing that you need that stuff and everyone's not the same like some mom could be listening to this and being like actually like I love doing it all it's like great well, what can we do to help you, you know, maybe release control a little bit yeah I know it's so, and it's so true it's like some, there are some people even other moms I talk to who are like but I don't want to give up control at all and I want to do it all and I'm like that's great and I felt that way too but now I'm starting to realize like that's almost unrealistic for me because yeah. I 
I can, but I'm literally exhausted and I mm-hmm. literally have nothing left to give. And then I realized that when, like you were saying, like when you have nothing left to give in yourself and you're not good anyone else because yeah. you're just burnt out. Like last right. week I, I was having a really hard day and I was trying to figure out like why I was in such a bad mood and like why I couldn't step out of it. And Justin was like, why are you so upset today? Like, what's your problem? And I kept thinking to myself, like, shut up. Like I'm just in a bad mood. And then I sat down in bed and I, I started journaling because it's been something that's helping me. And I was like, wow, this whole week I've just been doing everything. And like, not that I've asked him to do anything. So to his defense, he thinks I've got it. Yeah. But I'm like, oh my God, I've been depleting. I didn't take a bath. I didn't meditate. I didn't do any of the things that I normally do as a tool to try to help myself. And I've depleted myself to no end. I'm literally on empty. Yeah, of course I'm pissed off and in a bad mood. And I'm starting to try to recognize things and communicate, like you said, mm-hmm. what I need. Mm-hmm. And, and it's hard. Yeah, and there's no shame in that. Like, right. Like the cool thing is that you notice. Yeah. The cool thing is that you sat down with your journal, gave yourself permission to write out the stuff and be like, oh, wow. And really, like, you are the only one to blame for all of that. Yeah. Like, it's not your husband's <laughs> so fault. It's, a, it's not Amelia's fault. It's, right. And and that's like the, that's the thing that I teach a lot about this blame game that we play. It's so much easier to point our finger out at the rest of the world and be like, you're the reason why, you're the reason why, you're the reason why, but it's, it doesn't do any good. Yeah. It's like, what would, what, the only thing that you control is you. Right. So it's like by journaling, by sitting down and noticing that, oh, I've let myself run on empty. You're turning your finger back at yourself and being like, what can I do differently? Okay. So, true. so if I know that this week, like all I have to do is get a bath in and yeah. that will refill me. So it's just like, hey babe, I need a bath yep. this week. Like what day works for you? Mm-hmm. For, you know, it's like, it's all about compromise. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's really the being able to ask for what you need. It's really scary. And to like kind of hop circle back to like you talking to the moms who yeah. are like, having trouble releasing control like that is really like there's stuff underneath that like the there's fear there's this like there's a this need to really control everything comes from like feeling out of control right and being like okay well if i can control every single thing then everything else won't matter and it's just like so far from the truth and and that's something i um i just love helping people feel through the need to pull everything because the second you release the need to control yeah like the things this one make you so successful is trust trust that you're meant to learn the lesson to communicate i'm meant to learn the lesson that like i just have to lean into the things that i love and i can't like just think that because i have a, a modest social media following that yeah. I'm going to be able to make money for the rest of my life. You right. know, like sure. there, it takes work yeah. and it takes the, this ability to just understand that I don't have the option right now to say no to them. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, and I mean, I think that's that's so important. And it's like, again, like you said, it's going back to yourself and giving yourself permission. Ask yourself those questions. And I feel like that's what I'm still working through is like giving myself that permission and then communicating it. Mm-hmm. So when you are kind of in that space, like I am, I'm sure so many other moms are and even non-moms, like just everyday people that are going through this and they're looking at situations and they're going, okay, like, am I asking myself those questions? Like, how do you kind of tell people, how do they tap into that? Where they can feel like they can ask themselves those questions to be able then to take those next steps forward. Mm. I mean, it's different for every single person, but yeah. I really think like what you just described is already like a month into working with me because okay. a lot of people that come to me are, so let me just like, like paint a picture of how I work with yeah, people. So, so my program is called the self-love diet. I love and that. Uh, the reason I call it that is not, I'm trying to take on the whole diet culture. <laughs> it actually has nothing to do with what the media has conditioned us to think yeah. diet means. Cause the word diet at its core means habitual nourishment. Mm-hmm. So over the course of three months, I'm taking you through uh, three pillars of program.
programming. And the three pillars are within the title of the program. So the first is the self. And self is the individual. Mm -hmm. So for the first four weeks of my programming, I'm helping you strip down from everything <laughs> mm -hmm. and really realize that as an individual, like who you are. Yeah. And this is like the most transformative module. And it's also like sometimes the most difficult piece because you you hop in and you're just like, oh my God, all the things that I've been doing, I've been doing for my parents or for my husband mm. or for my friends or for the social media likes. Like I actually don't like doing any of the stuff. So I've had people call me after we've gone through that work and having a panic attack being wow. like, oh my gosh, Paul, like I realized that the job that I'm working at, it's not serving me or I've I got married to this girl because my um, my parents expect me to right. do this and yeah. I'm not happy. And I'm just like, okay, this is this is the natural healing. Yeah. And then right into that, I throw them right into the love portion. So love is about devotion. We discover this new individual and then we get super devoted to that individual. Like okay. really like love up on this new person because yeah. it's not like there's... And I'm not a person who like a coach who will be like, hey, okay, so great. You figured out you don't love this person. Awesome. Uh, let's get a divorce. And like, that's, like <laughs> right. I don't do any of that. Like right, that, right. that's not my path. That's not my purpose. Yeah. And really, I don't wish anyone to do any of that kind of stuff. Right. Really, it's knowing that that person has nothing to do with it. It's, it has everything to do with you, right? So here we are, we've stripped down you out of like all of these like expectations that either you've placed on yourself or other people have placed yeah, on society, you whatever. And, um, or that you've received from that. And yeah. then we just learn to love that new person as it is. So uh, throughout the program, there's a lot of journaling. There's a lot of uh, mantras. It's a lot of get the one-on-one -on -one support with me via Marco Polo. And then we have uh, the weekly group calls. And, um, and then after those next four weeks, we move into the diet piece, which has nothing to do with food. It's everything to do with learning what is going to work for you. Because okay. self-love, the devotion to our individuality it's not a one-size-fits-all yeah. that's why I give you all of the tools that I used over my 10-year journey yeah. that I was just like okay that works that worked that work don't even waste their time with this yeah and I say what is going to work best for you what's gonna work best for you and it's really fun because then I have people walking uh, you know leaving the program being like I know that these three things don't work for me but this one thing does work for me so I'm gonna lean into that and I'm gonna do it so powerfully and then it's just this really awesome part about it is that because it's a group program you're not alone like uh, right. we have the okay. weekly group calls where everyone shows up and I try to keep it pretty intimate like between four to six people oh, that is intense. yeah and uh, um, it's it's starting to grow just because I see the power in bringing in more people as yeah. well. Uh, but it's like, like for instance, you would, if you and I are working together, you'd be talking about something that you went through and then or just like the chat box would blow up and be like, oh my gosh, me too, me too, me too, me too, me too. Right. Because like all humans yeah. and the fact <laughs> that like getting vulnerable and everyone loves when people get super vulnerable, it's like, I've been there. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. So that's a healing piece of it too. And of course, if like you're like, well, I really want the one-on-one -on -one support. I do offer one-on-one -on -one coaching as okay. well. But I, I love group because there's so much healing in seeing that you are not alone. Yeah, knowing that someone else is experiencing what you're experiencing or feeling what you're feeling and you're not going, oh, I'm not crazy. I'm not the only one that's experiencing right. this. And that was like the same with me when I started my podcast. It came out of my postpartum depression. And when I said on my podcast, I feel like I'm mourning the death of me. To myself at first, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. But I gave my post permission, like you said. And then the outpour was like, oh my God, I felt that way too. Oh, you felt like that? I feel like I lost myself. And I was like, wow, I'm not the only one. I'm actually within so many women who feel this way. And it made me feel so much better. 
And it was like, in a sense, my podcast has become part of like my own therapy and healing, which I never thought would have happened. Yeah. Ah, it's a really beautiful thing. And just as we move deeper into this tech world and social media, it's really important to stay connectable. Yeah. Really, really important. If you can do it in person, that's the best. But if yeah. you can't, like even just like getting on the phone or FaceTiming with someone like, and that's the cool thing about my programming too, because people meet in there and then they're like friends for life. Oh, it's like, awesome. we've got like support systems and yeah. like little like circles uh, popping up everywhere. And it's really beautiful. That's so nice. And that must be so like rewarding for you to see. It is. I love the breakthrough. Like the, yeah. like those breakthrough moments. And it's just a lot of me giving you the keys to unlock what you already have inside of you. Right. Because you know what you want. We all know what we want. Right. We all know Deep what down. we need. Yeah, but sure. it's just like the fear of asking for it. What mm-hmm. are people going to think? You know, they're just going to say I'm selfish. You know, that whole thing, self-love is selfish. Mm-hmm. Like it is so far from selfish. The only time it's selfish is when it's not really self-love. You know, because mm-hmm. self-love, there's nothing you can do that's truly, truly the core of loving you as an individual is actually selfish. Most of the time when people say self-love is selfish, it's actually self-care. And the self-care is destructive because self-love isn't behind it. Mm-hmm. Because like, you could, there's two ways you can practice self-care. You can go and take a bubble bath and eat yourself up about doing it because I'm taking a bubble bath and I really should be with my daughter or yeah, I really should uh-huh. be with my family and I should be doing this, 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 like shooting all over yourself, yep. shaming yourself. Mm-hmm. Or, and that's really not self-care. That's just like not good, yeah. you know? Yeah. Or if you're in it, I'm. thank you for giving yourself permission. Thank you for so grateful for this bubble bath. I'm so grateful for this five minutes that I get to just be alone and focus on my breathing. Yeah. That is true self-care because without self-love, self-care is, it's nothing. Like right. a waste it's of a buzzword, time. basically. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna ask you, how do you feel about it? Because like, since you are in this just big space of self-love and we are in a society, with, especially with social media, of self-care is such a buzzword. Everyone, self-care, self-care, do this, do this. How do you, how do you feel about that? And like, do you deal with clients who kind of come to you and say like, oh, but I'm so good about my self-care and this and that. Like, do you have to work through situations like that? Yeah. So, uh, that's a, so I had a client who came to me and she's like one of my big success stories. Okay. When, when she started with me on our first call, my, like the self-love clarity call that I do with all of my clients, she said, I, it's crazy, but I just want to be happy. And I was like, so tell me, why is that crazy? Uh And she was like, what do you mean? And I was like, you just said it's crazy, but I just want to be happy. Why is being crazy happy? Right? So first we had to work through that but then you know this was the cycle she was in the cycle was she had already gone through a massive weight loss transformation right so the cycle for her was she loved spending time with her friends okay so she loved going to brunch but the only way that she would allow herself to go to brunch is if she took a spin class but she couldn't get herself to go to spin unless she had a new pair of lululemon leggings so you can if you can map this out in a circle Uh it was like gotta go to lululemon to go work out to go to brunch gotta go to lululemon to go work out to go to brunch in the cycle mm-hmm. of basically self-sabotage right because not only was she not allowing herself to notice the pattern once we noticed the pattern she was like oh my god this oh, is, she wasn't aware she wasn't aware of it wow. but that, that's the beauty of having a coach yeah, yeah because like you can talk and, and really the the cool thing is like when you're on the group coaching or for working one-on-one like yeah. normally like I've conditioned, I'm practiced enough to like see the pattern and I'll just be like, so (laughs) do you know that you're doing this? And they'll, it's just like, phone will go silent. Like, oh. (laughs) Right. It's like the light bulb. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so we, I, I had her notice this and she was like, wow. And I was like, so do me a favor. Would you be willing to go and tell me how many pairs of leggings you have? Oh my God. And, and then she like, 
she was like, I, I, I don't want to do that. And I was like, okay, just like yeah. know that there's resistance around that. Yeah. So like then it was like slowly weaning her off of the need to do something to get her to do something to something. Right. Mm. It's just like, so girl, I want you to go to brunch this week. I don't want you to work out before. And, wow. And she was just like, I don't, I don't know what that would be look like. It's like my, <laughs> because there's this whole concept that our body is our subconscious mind, right? Mm-hmm. So our body feels comfortable in that that feeling of of like, oh, well, I have to work out to give myself permission to have a mimosa, right? Like, yeah. And so we're, our body is, is, and our mind is always going to support our body getting back to that place. Mm. So okay. here she was trying to break free of this feeling of, okay... I can go have the mimosa without having worked out before. Yeah. But her body is like, well, this doesn't fit. I'm having a mimosa, but I didn't just burn 700 calories at spin class. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. So it's like, it got really uncomfortable. Whoa. So then I'm getting Marco Polo's being like, hey, Paul, I'm at brunch. And like, I'm having a really hard time being here. I think I'm just going to leave. And I'm like, hey, notice that. Yeah. But like, at least you did it. Because yeah. then you can get to the further bottom of it. Why don't you feel comfortable going to brunch unless you've worked out, right? Because mm-hmm. then there's a lot of shame around consumption and the stories we tell ourselves about, you know, we need to do something. Right. And that's the the whole diet culture. That's what we've been conditioned. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, it's a big thing in LA too. Oh, of yeah, like the, You know, like, oh my gosh, I just burned a thousand calories. Right. I can have a matcha latte now right. with extra oat milk, right. you know? Totally. So, so, I mean, not to like make no, fun, but, but like... but it's true. I mean, and it has become part of society where you just see people all the time posting like oh I worked out so now I can go get that Sunday because I deserve it and it's like oh but if you just want that Sunday then you should be able to just have it right yeah. exactly and it's all mind like I think um I have a course that I sell called feel your food which mm-hmm. is um, a mini five module course all about learning your emotional relationship with food. Mm. because regardless of whether or not you think you have one everyone Ever, has an yeah, emotional totally. relationship with food it's, it could be negative it could be positive but it's like supporting people learning how to pinpoint yeah. a relationship with food yeah so uh it's just really cool and um as like a have all of my self-love diet clients go through that oh. mini program because it's 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 like the four or five week mark of just like noticing when i eat this how am i feeling like inside like what 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 is having this glass of wine making me feel yeah. you know I, I had another mom who came to me and she was like you know had the mommy sippy cup every night to go to sleep you yeah, know sure. i need i need the glass of wine yeah, to wind it. down <laughs> amen honey. you know but it's just like and she was like i don't like that about me right. that like and then i she realized that like all of her friends did that right. too that and that's all they were connecting over they were connecting over cocktails right. not that they were a community of moms mm. and is and she ended up coming to me because she wanted to like create a business around it so we worked together to help her create a community for moms to oh. dish the wine okay. and like find other ways to connect that's not for everyone right, but totally. like like the she's just on so much success in creating that community around you know like having moms who don't drink not feel like you have to right right and there's no like once again this is just an example of yeah. of someone turning their pain into their purpose right and that there are so you are not alone yeah. if you want something i guarantee you there are a hundred other people who want it just as much right and that's what your whole podcast and show is about the road to self-love it's like that's what it's all about it's like being that pain and turning it into purpose and how do you do that and how do you work through those steps yeah. and that's how you work as a coach mm-hmm. like amazing yeah. so you've been doing so much of this you're working with all these amazing clients and all these amazing shows what is next for you with you know self-love coaching and the road to self-love like where do you see now that you have kind of transformed yourself and you're 
you're transforming others yeah. all these amazing lives where do you see all going with all this and like what you know what i mean like like i want to hear are, are like we just like dreaming now yeah, like i want to hear well, like what's next what we've done so with fat fit fun which is like beyond amazing like yeah. you've had all these incredible projects like what do you see for yourself because i'm sure kind of looking back right like and thinking back to 10 years ago when you were in the space like you said this negativity and spinning and all these things that you know were totally opposite of where you are now it must be kind of surreal sometimes right for you to look back and go whoa i really stripped down to myself and like i've become this whole new version of me in a whole way healthier and better way but like now that i have like next for me yeah well I mean there's some more healing that's happening right now and it's really so from a very very young age and no I can just saying these words like I feel shame about is very very young age I always wanted to be famous. Okay, okay like I just I feel shame well, I mean, well but see, you know the reason behind it is because I was made to feel shame about that okay. by my parents Got right okay. so ever since like I wanted an agent for my 10th birthday <laughs> you know like that's what I asked for I love it and my parents were just like no no my dad was like well, watch out of a normal child childhood right. like da, da, da. but I but I was just like that's what I want and like yeah. I knew like intuitively felt that that was my uh, fame and fortune yeah primarily fame were coming my way yeah, yeah. you know and um and really now it's working through that shame and that conditioning of telling me that I'm not worthy mm-hmm. of of that you know because from a very young age I was told that that wasn't me especially now that like my dad is sitting down with me and be like well son you know I think it's time that you get an agent or someone because uh-huh. like you know I think it's time that you start oh, wow. doing How those crazy. types like, of things reverse. and I'm just like okay dude <laughs> what it's your idea now like right, but yeah. you know it's it's a great story for me to tell because now the only person who's holding me back from that is me mm-hmm. because that is that's always been the plan you know yeah. like I live in San Diego but I come up to LA all oh, the yeah, time oh you're always in LA for sure but I'm always in LA because it's just like I want to be in this yeah, energy right and, and um, so I uh, I'm Every person they hang out with, they're just like, television, you need yeah. to do that. You need to have... Like, I would love to have a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just... I, I've auditioned for so many reality shows. Sure, and it's course. just like, you know, the stars haven't aligned yet. Yeah, but, of course. Um, and, well, and maybe that's not where you're supposed to be. Like, maybe it's going to be something else. You know right, what I mean? So it's right. like, you just... I mean, like, with me and everyone's like, oh my God, did you go for a strip? It's like, no, I was... You know, I've been a celebrity stylist for like 10 plus years. I've been in it. I've known the Bravo and E family from styling. I was from Pool. I was supposed to be casted for a fashion show that fell through because, hey, LA half the things fall through and then like they were casting for that and they were like we'd love to have you because you're somebody stylist and you're so in your shit that like you need to get out of it and like we want you to be a perfect example of it and I was like what no you know and then I got roped in you know but it's like you just never know you know and then it's like I had no idea I even wanted to be a mom Mm -hmm. and now I'm like a mommy blogger and all these things and it's like I had no idea my path would go this way but I'm so grateful and thankful and I'm just kind of like going with emotion and riding this you know crazy entrepreneurial roller coaster Yeah. so it's like you just you just never know no. Yeah. You know, and you just got to put it out there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, just like you teach with love and like loving yourself and giving yourself permission. It's like the same thing with what you're dreaming and what you want. Give yourself permission to be like, this is what I want. Maybe things haven't aligned just yet in that respect, but like, I'm giving myself permission that that is what I want. That is what I want, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's why I wanted to ask you. I was like curious, like what you, you know, because I mean, you've done so much self-love and so many success stories and you can just see even on your social media the way people reach out and how they resonate and like can immediately feel transformed by you. I mean, even me and I haven't even fully been in you know, the depths of your course and just by following you on social and watching all of your stuff and like I screenshot your stories all the time and repost them because I love your mantras. Like it resonates, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you do have like a bigger picture and a bigger purpose. So I just was like curious, like what you saw. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that's a, I mean, of course, like I'm just like working through this shift in my business right now and, and like figuring out how, and then I just have like that 
emotional healing to do. And mm-hmm. just like, you know, they're, they're keep for some reason there keeps on being roadblocks for me actually moving up here. Like my husband and I had plans to move to LA and like oh. his job keeps on promoting him. Oh, wow. So he's just like, I'm not going <laughs> to, what a horrible problem. I, I know. <laughs> and it, but it's just like, so it's just like, like understanding, okay, this isn't meant for me, you know, right. what, what's so it's just like, I, I'm just focusing on my podcast right now yeah. and just allowing opportunities to come to me. Like FabFitFun came to me. Yeah, it's amazing. And, uh, and they're a huge deal yeah, like, to be was, a FabFitFun partner and get to like share like what you're doing and your passion and your purpose. Like that's amazing. It was, it was really fun. And I, we have to still film five more videos, oh, but cool. like it was one of the, it was such a fun experience and I just love being in front of the camera. Yeah, sure. Uh, I was I was on an episode of um Bakers versus Fakers uh-huh. on on um the Food Network uh-huh. and I was just like this is the life, you know. <laughs> I, love I, it. I was like I love a 12-hour day in front of the camera right. baking in a hot, you know, it was so much fun, <laughs> but it's like everyone else was like get me out of here and I was like can I come back? <laughs> so it's like you, sign me up. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I know that like uh uh, there's there's definitely more to come on that front for me. Yeah. And just, I'm um, look I'm starting to talk to uh, some people to get into like the to speaking at colleges yeah, too because totally the the message you. that I have it's, it's it's important for young children and yes. and, and people who cause I think that. The reason I went to college is because my parents said I had to. You sure. Know? That's a lot of people. I was like, right. they told you have to. And if you have a degree, you're going to do better and this and that. Right. And of course, like now we're kind of like shaping, we're kind of like moving out of that. And we don't really know because you can, the internet, you can really do anything. Sure. And, um, and so many of the kid, kids these days are so tech savvy and so just like smart. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and I think that it's just really important to like be able to sit with people college kids and be like so just so you know you are here probably because someone told you you had to be here but now you're here and you have complete control of why you're here so it's like you know like do you really want to be a lawyer do you really want to be a doctor like do you really want to do that stuff and if yes do it but like you don't have to do anything other than because we're so hyper focused on the material we're so hyper focused on like making money yeah and if you aren't happy making the money then the money isn't a new happiness it's so true. I have friends of mine who have tons of money and they're not happy. Right. Yeah. And it's funny because I look and I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish I had to just throw cash like that. No big deal. But then I look at my stuff and I'm like, but you know what? I'm happy. Like I'm not, not maybe every moment, but like every day when I go to sleep, like I'm happy and I'm so grateful for that. Right. You know, and it's like true. It's like you, you need to be able, I like that you said you're here because someone told you to be here as far as like college and stuff, but like up to you, what you choose to do with that experience, what you choose to do with you and like what you want to become. And it's funny, like I feel like now that I'm a new mom, I feel like even though I'm my daughter's, you know mother I feel like every day she's teaching me I'm learning how to be a better person and a better mom I'm learning the things that actually make me tick and make me happy and what I want to thrive at and what I don't and it's like funny how this little thing can teach you all that because they're looking at the world so new and they're not jaded and nothing's been told to them yet of like this is what it is it's just pure to them Mm -hmm. and you see like life through their eyes and I like look at everything so differently and I'm like oh well then why am I doing that because like that doesn't make me happier oh I should be doing more of this because this does feel you know make me feel good and feel me and it's crazy how like as we get older we just feel like we have to do whatever we're told but we kind of forget that like when you're young and you first come into this world that's kind of when your eyes are like most open and you're able to like take everything in so I'm still like now learning that and like reteaching myself as an adult now at 30 something years old of being like okay it's okay maybe that's not what you're going to do or what you thought was going to be isn't going to be that but it's going to be this and it's going to be that much better and it's crazy how like sometimes you have to go through that own transformation in your own mind to realize mm-hmm. it yeah 
And so I think that's really cool that you would go and speak, you know, with children and everything because it's like, it's true. And, and especially too, when we were going back to social media, the, you know, the age of comparison is so strong now. I mean, let's be real. Instagram is getting rid of likes because of it. Yeah. Like that's a real thing that they're moving forward with because they realize that society is so, oh, why don't I have that many likes? Or why does someone not think that's a great post? I thought it was great. And it's like, we need to stop with that and stop worrying about how something's doing. Even I have had to like tell myself like to step away from my phone if I don't see something getting engaged and say, no, but you know what? I really liked what I wrote and I felt good about what I shared. I don't can't care. Maybe that one didn't get as many as the other one did. And I used to always care. And now I literally put my phone down to force myself to not stare mm -hmm. at it and go, what's going on? Why hasn't it moved? You know, why aren't enough people commenting? It's like, stop. Mm -hmm. Know why you're here and know like what you're doing. And do you, do you experience all of that being on, uh, obviously the, kind of on the other end of it with self-love, but like with your own social media account, like do you go through any of that? Oh, 100%. Yeah. And it's uh. It's definitely like for some reason, even though you know, being having Instagram followers is like being rich with Monopoly money. Like there's <laughs> the, you know, like there, there's and the likes and the engagement don't count for anything, right? right? You know, I don't. And it's interesting because I used to work with a lot of like brands that were like, hey, can we get your, you know, your press kit right. or just like, you know, um, your one sheeter with all yeah. of your stats. Analytics, and people, blah, blah, blah. people know don't even want that anymore. Right. They just want to like like work with someone who they know is going to create like beautiful content yes. and like and believes in what they're. Right. Saying. Right, right. Mm -hmm. and and for me, like it's been really cool because I have brands just be like my whole thing is my mission is to empower and inspire humanity to love unconditionally. Love that. And brand comes to me. I said I would love to work with you. However, I just want to be clear that my messaging will always come from this. Mm -hmm. This this empower and inspire humanity yeah. to love unconditionally. Really so if you want me to talk about it, sure. But it's just like that is where my messaging is going to come from. That is, and if they're like cool, great, we love it. Yeah, you know? right. awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. And and, and I mean, and, and that's really I believe what social media was originally created for right like years ago it was supposed to be a community it was supposed to be inspiring and uplifting mm -hmm. and creative and making pretty content and now it's become like this popularity contest and I I think about like my daughter you know and I'm like okay she's only seven months old but like at some point she will want to be on social and it kind of freaks me out because I'm like look at me as an adult it messes with me what is it gonna do to her young mind mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and like have you, like, when you get these different clients, I'm sure a lot of them do come from social media. Do you deal with some clients who are dealing with problems because of their social media? Yeah, so I actually just recently had a consult call with an influencer. And uh -huh. she, she was, like, you know, had all the following. Yeah. Was like, all, like, full-time influencer that mm -hmm. was her full-time job doing really well and she was like Paul I'm miserable I'm miserable she was like I make my money off of if people like me or not mm -hmm. and I don't even like myself I don't even know who I am wow. and you know the interesting thing is that when I just like sat with that and I was just like so like what what do you want to do and she was like well I don't want to do this anymore can you do that and she said well no I built right. you know like I, I can't afford to do that and I said well are you willing to explore like what actually fills you up because the the cool thing and this is like I'm a true testament to this so I got my undergraduate degree in songwriting oh, okay. and um, I was wanting to be a performer I wanted um, I had dreams of being the sixth member of NSYNC I love it and, I can uh, so see it <laughs> <laughs> and um, I I was not like physically in shape to do that. Once again, my parents didn't believe that it was the right, right time for me yeah. as a child to get into that industry. And uh, 
but I went to school for songwriting because music was really the only thing that I felt I could get a degree and successfully like, make it through. Because for me, I'm just like, I love to learn by doing and like school and sitting in a classroom just like really makes me like, yeah. And I feel like it's just like, it's a backwards way. Right. Like not many people actually thrive in school. Like right. testing is just, oh, anyways. I, I did horrible on tests. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. So now that like fast forward to me, like really aligned with what works for me, like waking up every day excited, yeah. you know, regardless of whether or not I'm making making money or not just excited to be doing this my um now like brands hire me to like do a rap like I did a, awesome. I, I did a rap for it. Suja and they loved it and they were just like we want more of this from you and I was just like cool you know I get yeah. to perform just because like they're I mean, but the, also the thing is, like, if you want to be successful as an influencer, deliver more. Sure. Like, deliver more than they ask. Always. Always Absolutely. deliver more. I do the more. same. I do the same. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it was like, you know, they were just like, we need a post from you. And I was like, okay, I'm going to write, you know, a rap. And, yeah. And, I'm uh, like, really taking run with it. Yeah. And it was so much fun for me. And I was like, oh, and I'm getting paid to do this. Right. Like, so, like, but to circle back to this, the, the girl who's struggling through social media, it's just like knowing that she's you are in complete control of your destiny. It was too much for her to hear and we didn't end up working together. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're listening now, like the door is <laughs> still open, uh, you know, but at the end of the day, it makes, it's just one of those things where you have to be ready to look at the eyes of beast and know mm. that you might get eaten alive, but you'll come out the other end, like a stronger, more powerful human beast. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's so like important to say because so many of us don't, again, want to look at ourselves. We don't want to feel like, well, that might be something that's off with me or something that I could change. And it's like, that's where the beauty happens. Mm-hmm. And that's like, for me, it's like, my friends tell me all the time, like, you're so different. And I'm like, you're different. Like what, like what, like what, you know, like, what are you yeah. saying when you say this to me? And they're like, well, I don't even like, there's no good or bad. It's just, you're just so different. And what I realized more and more here, this even my own husband's like recently noticing, and I'm like, it's because I'm doing the work. It's because I'm going back through all these different, my own traumas, my own situations that I didn't realize I needed to heal from mm-hmm. and start to allow myself to look at that and then go, okay, but what am I going to do about that now? Mm-hmm. And like, how am I going to put it myself in a good position? And like you said, like, that's what self-love is all about. And it's funny because like sitting here with you having this conversation, honestly, I wasn't even realizing in my own mind that like I was doing so much of this actual self-love work. To me, I'm just like, oh, well, you know, I, sometimes that can be too much of this so like I need to work on that but I'm not realizing that like there's so much more mm-hmm. to that it's not just like what, that one little thing that you think right and just like noticing some of the like the, uh, words that you use like I need to mm-hmm. or I should like those are full of shame and really like if you use the word like need and should if I would recommend changing those to will. Will. Yeah. Okay. You know, like, I will do that. Or, I like, the the classic thing is, like, I should go to the gym. Okay, well, should is not only pu- putting a lot of shame on you, but it's also giving you a great excuse because mm-hmm. you're you're not actually doing it. Right. And yeah. then, but if uh, I will go to the gym, well, then you're going. Yeah. Right. Simple True. As that. So, right. So changing some of the verbiage. Mm-hmm. So it didn't work with her, but I'm curious. Had had you gone through an actual you know, consultation and 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 worked her through like your steps that you do with self love, would you have been encouraging kind of like what you were saying, like how you sang and rap for your social? Like, would you have been encouraging her to try to go back to what she actually enjoyed mm-hmm. on social mm-hmm. and start to? Yeah, I mean, step by step, we it would it would definitely be like bringing it back to her. You know, right. not about the people, not mm-hmm. about the brands. 
you know, because we're authenticity, vulnerability, yeah. like are really big words right now. Yeah, like, you know, sure. kind of like, but it's just like, if, if you're not being authentic to yourself, then what's the point? Right. You know, what's the point? So yes, if I would have worked with her, I think that there would have been a lot of healing and a lot of just like, you know, deep, deep stuff that we would have moved through. Right. And, um, yeah, it's just important to know. Mm-hmm. It's important to know that you are worthy of having the life of your dreams. You are worthy of not feeling shame around what you're doing and mm-hmm. the things that you want. You are worthy. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's so well said. I mean, I feel like you've given them so much, but like if you were going to leave my audience with like a few gems, because you know, me, like this has been such an amazing and authentic, empowering and inspiring conversation, which I knew it would be. But for me, I've told you this show for me was like, really, how do you get so real and raw? What would be the gems that you would leave my audience with of how they could strip down to themselves to then be able to get to the road mm-hmm. of self-love? Well, the first thing is to know that you're listening to this show for a reason mm-hmm. and the universe is trying to tell something to you. So then it's like, okay, well, where were those points during the conversation that you kind of maybe felt like uncomfortable or, or you were just like, ah, oh, I'm going to turn this off right. or I'm going to come back to this. Like, <laughs> those are the things you need to lean into. It's really the first step of self-love is noticing, noticing that you actually want more of it, that you're craving, discover who you are. That's the first step. And then it's really just finding the tools that are going to help you, you know, like I, my life fully changed when I hired my own coach. Mm. I don't think I could have done it alone. And uh, that's why if you feel called to work with me, like yeah. give yourself that permission to explore it. Head to my website, paulfisherman.love and, yeah. and apply for my program. Like what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. But really what's the best that could happen? Mm-hmm. And give yourself that permission exactly. to do that. Because even some people are like, Paul, the most healing part was actually saying yes to myself, paying to be a part of the program. You know, then everything else was just like icing on the cake. But sh- telling myself that I was worthy yeah. of making that investment in myself filled more than I ever thought it would. Wow. It could be as simple as that. And it could be as simple as submitting the application. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just being like, press submit. Okay, wow, I told myself that I am worthy of healing. Whether or not you work with me, that doesn't matter. Sure. It's like, that's the first step. Giving yourself permission that you are worthy of healing. You are worthy of loving yourself. You are worthy of waking up and actually looking at yourself in the mirror and being okay with the person staring back at you knowing that uh, your past is your past yeah your past is your past and all we can do is put one foot in front of the other and live in the present you can't change anything really you can't change anything but yourself that's that right like right. i get a lot of people messaging me well how do i get my husband to do this or how do i do get my friends to do this lead you gotta be a leader They're like you can't get them to do it if they don't want to do it, they're not going to do it, right? Mm-hmm. I had to release trying to be my husband's healer. It was mm-hmm. not working out, you know, because like I just have to lead. I right. just say, I'm going to continue doing this for myself. I'm going to continue investing in myself, doing the workshops, continue going on the retreats, continue yeah. doing that, like getting the certifications, learning. And if you want to meditate for five minutes a day, like do it. Yeah. But if you don't, don't, you know, right. and I, release I, I had to release that control Yeah. because the second you stop trying to control others, you'll be able to really lean into what you need. And then you'll end up just being the beacon, you know, you'll mm-hmm. be in this beacon of light shining. This is what life would look, can look like for you. If you just allow yourself to do it, instead of being like, you should do this, come to me to yoga, come, you know, like yeah. oh, it's a lot. And that's another control thing. Mm-hmm. So it's just, so really just letting it and leaning into you and allowing yourself because like, even when I'm getting sitting here is like the more you try to control others, the more you're also not leaning into what you actually need. So mm-hmm. it's like, you have to it's put an avoidance, right? It's avoiding. Cause, Oh, I don't, I don't need to focus on myself, especially Especially moms, you know, yeah, it's like uh-huh. control the kids, control yeah. the husband. Yeah. I don't have to do Household, any. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, then, oh me, I don't have to worry about it. And right. then you wake up 20 years later, your kids have moved out of the house and you're just like, 
my God, I don't know who I am. Mm -hmm. That's a fight too. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. You help them get through a whole mm -hmm. new kind of breakthrough. Yeah. I know. And I mean, I'm, you must get so many mom mm -hmm. raping because we do, we go through, right. like, we're almost like reborn in a sense. Right. We go through these whole new journeys of yeah. like, am I, what am I experiencing? How do I get back to my own like loving of myself? Mm -hmm. So I mean, I think that's so well said. So I know they're going to all go and follow you, but give, <laughs> I'll put in the show notes, but give where they can, besides your website, your social, everything, plug everything so they can go check you out yeah. and, you know, find their own journey to self-love. Yeah. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at Paul Fishman. So it's my first name, Paul, last name fish, like the things that swim in the sea, man, like me. And uh, my website is paulfishman.love. And if you go to my Instagram, if you click link in my bio, you can take a five question quiz that is going to give you the first tool to Ooh. use to step into your self-love journey. So I kind of um, help you decide if meditation, journaling, or a mirror mantra is going to be right for you. And uh, once you take the quiz, it'll tell you which is best. And then I will give you the resource to start on your journey. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, man. This was like, literally, I'm like so uplifted right now and just feel like so good. I actually think I'm going to go do that quiz myself. Well, yeah. Thank you so much. And <laughs> cheers. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for joining us on Strip Down with Allie Levine. If you want to continue the conversation with us, head on over to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also see what she's up to at www.allylevine.com. Until next time, cheers. <laughs>